0: unbecoming of age the podcast a cautionary tale listen to what they say then do the opposites your hosts Colin Flynn and John M. Craig
1: thank you for joining us you are listening to unbecoming of age the podcast it's hosted by two guys that have never met each other in real life my name is colin flynn i live in iowa and my co-host mr john m craig
0: hey colin that's right it's me john m craig i'm a little sleepy
1: you a little sleepy tonighty
0: i don't know i'm i'm in a bad mood really bad what's, what's the issue um
1: <laughs> i don't know if i could talk about it so you can talk about it. there's nobody listening <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that true? You're the one seeing the numbers. I don't
1: know. <laughs> Our listeners, yes. And uh, we'd like to thank you folks, uh, seriously, for listening. And, uh, you know, we're international, John. It freaks me out sometimes when I see some of these uh, places where people listen, and I'm like, what in the hell could they possibly be listening to us about? Uh, what's the motivation? What's what's going on there? But uh, I don't know. It's probably because, you know, the, the ups and downs of Mr. John M. Craig, who's having a down night. What do we need to do to... Uh, I don't know, to cheer you up. Oh, I'm very
0: distracted right now. Um, <laughs> I'm getting messages from um, the ex, the ex. Um, <laughs> and the question that was just posed to me was, uh, do, sorry, do you get turned on by me fucking other men? And I wrote, not really. She's like, no. <laughs> and I said, I don't know what it is. And she's like, so-and-so does. He loves it. Well, good for him. That's fantastic. I just don't like to be in the dark about it. Like I have a whole, I don't have rules to it, but it's like, well, if there have been two guys since me the last time, you and I, I like needed at least two days. All right, maybe a day and a half. Well, it really depends on that time, how much time I need in between. Now, if I'm there and I'm having um, sexual relations with said person, The minute I walk out, I don't care. Five minutes later, they can come in. I just, I don't, I'm fine to know about it after the fact, but not there. But the other way, I don't know. I don't want to be, I don't want to walk in right after someone else. It's a very, I don't know if it's old school. I don't know what it is, really. So I'm distracted, but that's not the thing that was getting me in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. I'm amused by this conversation, I suppose.
1: So when you say X, uh I, mean, I don't I even know, and I've been listening to this show. I'm not even <laughs> sure who we're talking about. Which, this is the the. Uh, we're
0: not going to. I'm, I'm going. I prefer not to use names right now. Uh, well, if if, someone's, if a someone's a listener and they pay attention, and anyone that may know me that listens, um, it's the one that uh, is a performer um, and lives in Brooklyn. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. Done. The one
1: that she's yeah. The level-headed anyway. dancer. That's in my mind. Whenever you talk about her, I'm, there's an old John Prine song that I'm. For whatever reason, my mind always goes there. What's the song? Level-headed dancer? Um, uh, Lyrics go, uh, she was a level-headed dancer on the road to alcohol. I was just a soldier on my way to Montreal. When she pressed her chest against me about the time that the jukebox broke, she gave me a peck on the back of my neck, and these are the words she spoke. Blow up your TV. Grow a little garden. Move to the country. Build you a home. Raise a lot of children, feed them on peaches. We'll all find Jesus on our own. I think is how the lyric goes.
0: Uh, Even if it doesn't go (laughs) like that, that's pretty good. Like I don't, I don't think I could recite that many lyrics
1: to any song. I'm I'm not great at it usually, but you know, that's pretty uh, good. Yeah, it's very poetic it is well it's john prine it's It's john prine yeah sure i don't know much about him he's that dude he's great and i'm glad that he he gets uh as he's as he's getting older uh, he's getting the still the attention that uh, you know if you talk to singer songwriters whoever that seems like he comes up fairly often in the in the conversation it's like oh i wish i was as good as john prine uh and yeah he's he's got some great tunes um, I think what uh, the one that he's mostly known for is uh, Angel from Montgomery, which has been covered by a bunch of people. So, yeah, and the, including the new kids. The new kids are digging John Prine, I think, these days. The ones that are uh, that are sporting nose rings. The, the nose ring has really gotten to be—it's uh, almost ubiquitous. Have you noticed that? The nose I agree ring with thing?
0: that. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, tattoos have been that way forever, for the most yeah, part. T-
1: yeah, yeah. The, the nose ring, though. Here's here's where I'm at with the nose ring for the most part. I think. Um, And and this is just a hang-up of mine, uh, a personal thing. I think, like hats, uh, for either, okay, a cap, I think, you know, a baseball cap, some kind of a cap. I think most people can pull off wearing a hat, a cap. I see them in a cap, and I think, yeah, it looks good, whether it's a, you know, it doesn't have to be a sports team or whatever. You can just, you know, it could be a cap with a pineapple on it, as an example, or whatever, you know, whatever. (laughs) Sure. Whatever you want for a cap. Most people can pull that off. But I think a hat, when you get into the hat category... Uh, it, it's uh, it's a lot harder to pull off. Every you know, once in a while, you look at somebody and you go, "Damn that that dude looks good in that hat." That has he th- he's a hat guy. That guy can wear a hat. And then a lot of times you see a lot of people and you think, "All right, ass hat." You know, you're looking at the hat and you're going, "You should you should have left that in the store." Most hats should not have been purchased, in, in my humble opinion. I think they should have just stayed right on the shelf. Somebody looked in the mirror and went, looked at this hat and went, "Yeah, I can do this." And actually, no. No, you can't. Um, and I'm the same way with a nose ring. Every once in a while, I'll look at a nose ring and I'll think, Yeah, yeah you know, like Lisa Bonet, or you know, I guess she's probably the one kind of started it. She and uh, Lenny Kravitz, but I think that's my earliest uh, recollection, anyway. But um, well, in the mainstream,
0: probably possibly, maybe. Yeah.
1: So you know, but I see them a lot of times now, and I think. A, well, a lot of times I look at it and I think, you know, you're going to get a cold. You're going to you're going to have an issue. You're going to be blowing your nose and you're going to be pushing snot out the side there. You're going to be trying to sniffle a sneeze, and it's going to blow right out the side where you got that little spot, that thing going through your nose. So it's just and the ones that go underneath, the, the uh, there's a name for that I'm sure. The one the one the off. one
0: that's in that like that goes through both right through the middle, like through yeah, the cartilage. Yeah, yeah, oh god, yeah. no, no,
1: I don't like that one. See and yeah, you see a lot of that, that too. I don't so, like that one. I grew up in Iowa, and, and in Iowa that is very uh, poor sign. It's it's uh, it's something they do to pigs. Um. They're, if they you have a big old pig on the farm, some kind of a uh-huh, uh, uh- uh- uh-huh. you know they they put that uh-huh. ring through the middle of it which is sounds very inhumane, but it's kind of how they they'd have a little hook thing and occasionally if you're trying to get that uh, that hog usually it's a it's a boar it's a male hog uh-huh. and they're trying to get it to go somewhere or do something they can use that ring to kind of control it because they're they're kind of savage critters but yeah, the nose ring I don't know it's, it, to me it's like a hat um it's it's rare that anybody really nails it and uh you know, if you've got a nose ring, you look great. I'm sure you're the you're the one. You are the fucking one. You have nailed it. I'm sure. <laughs> so you're 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 in a bad mood. I was. You was. It's it's lifted already, and it has nothing to do with the. Uh, Having to watch uh, somebody—you uh, you didn't have to watch anybody having sex, but you had to just hear about it, that, that kind of thing.
0: Well, I didn't have to hear about anything. No, no, I, I initiated this conversation. Oh, you initiated it. It's my right. fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I—it's—I I, uh, <laughs> won't read anymore. Um, I won't. Yeah, so I want you, to. Have you
1: been in? The, have you been? <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll keep the conversation kind of. We'll, we'll, we'll just put that on the back burner for right now, and just if we need to come back to it, we can, we can do that. But uh, have you been like? Well, you said, you said you went to some big crazy uh, sex party though, thing. So I was, I was going to ask you if you'd been in, because we're, we're still getting to know each other. We're seventy, I think, nine episodes into this, and it's been going on for. Uh, well, you and I've been talking for uh, like. Uh, Probably three years, going going on two two to three years somewhere. I'm trying to think of when this, yeah, yeah. with the with the anchor stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, sure. Anchor. I just read, and you probably did too. Uh, in version one, we've talked about this. It was it was like a, a chat app. It was like a, yeah, a, yeah a, a,
0: audio yeah. Twitter basically, audio or a chat Twitter. app. Yep, social audio.
1: Yeah, I, I was surprised to see that they have uh, now jumped to be the number three source, the third largest source uh, of all. You know all all the places where you could start a podcast. They, they're they're launching uh, more podcasts than there's two two people leading them. Who the, who those companies are? I don't know, but um, they're the third largest source for people launching podcasts. Uh, the anchor. You're yeah. kidding? No.
0: So so it's it's uh, Apple Apple podcasts, and um, then what? Yes. What's
1: next? Google. I don't know. Well, after I mean, launching a podcast, um, I guess they got to be counting Apple. Uh, I don't know. There's probably Mm. like Libsyn and some of these other companies like Mm. that that are that are pretty huge. Uh, But Mm -hmm. yeah, this uh, they had. I didn't go in and look at the actual. It was uh, on the Hmm. uh, email that they'd sent out this week. I'll have to check it out. It was mentioned in there, and it was. they had uh, uh, listed the source in there of where that came from. So it was – it was. and I, those guys, if they say something, you and I both have kind of had uh, one-on-one contact with them, you more than I. But, uh, yeah, I, I think what they – if they're telling you something like that. The,
0: it's, it's the, not, you know, I, I think that the, the guys, uh, the two guys uh, that founded Anchor are, are pretty legit, you know, in yeah, terms oh yeah, of – And yeah. I think they're pretty decent human beings. I mean, again, I had a very limited um, interaction.
1: Yeah, yeah. Near uh, what was it Zuckerman or something? What's his last name? Uh, uh, near Zuckerman, Zuckerman, and uh, and Michael Magnano, Magnano. I always want to screw up his last name. Michael, I've had uh, some conversations, a lot of back and forth stuff with him, but uh, yeah, I, I wish him well. I mean, I think it's it's going pretty well for them, but uh, yeah. So um, we've been talking for a while, and so I uh, going back since the beginning of that, and uh, so. I was—I was, was going to ask you about that. So you—she was trying to ask you about the idea you turned on by the guys having sex with me, and it was like, uh, you know, okay, you said you haven't watched, or—is or that something you—you you went to a sex party? You told that on one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Does—is there some reason she wants you to watch, or, or have you No, 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 no. It.
0: it, it no, uh, you know, um, there's not. Um, let's see how to, I want to navigate through this. Uh, so she and I. Um, Had not seen each other for a long period of time. Remember, she moved to another place. She moved to uh, New Orleans Orleans, uh, for about four and a half, five months. And I've seen her. And then there's a couple other guys that are in the mix that she's kind of being with. Like, she wasn't going to tell me. She's like, doesn't want to tell me. Then she does tell me. I think she tells me to make me jealous sometimes. Mm -hmm. Then when I ask, she's like, no, 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 no. And then she'll volunteer the information. So, And it's like, I don't really want to play games. But at the same time, I guess I do want to know. Um, but I don't want to know details necessarily. Um, <laughs> at the same time, I will ask questions just to push the buttons, but I don't even know. It, it's it's. And again, this has nothing to do with why. The thing that I was angry about is so dumb and has nothing to do with this. The, the, this conversation started a good hour and a half after my anger. Mm. And I have no business for my anger. Actually, I was talking to someone about the podcast, and that person was telling me what I should do. What I should do to promote the podcast. What should you I, um, do? Uh, she was just talking about making videos and pushing them out and getting a Facebook page and do this. And I basically said, Well, don't no, plan to do that, actually. That's what I made this video for. <laughs> and it takes time yeah. to make that video. And I think she works in marketing, but I don't really know. But it's not. Anyway, and I don't really want to talk about this because it's my friend's sister in law. And I, I mean, I don't know her well. Um, and I talked to her husband and I actually mentioned the podcast to him a couple of weeks ago and he listened to one episode. Yeah. I don't think he'll listen. Um, Ever again? We drove him uh, off. <laughs> no, I just I think he said that he listened to. Um, he said the name of the episode, but I okay. wasn't familiar. Since you name the episodes, I'm not familiar with the names. Okay. I mostly. Well, let me see. I'll tell you which one he listened to, and then I'll try to remember what the fuck he talked about. Because I'm like, he said he got through some of it. And then while we're sitting at the dinner table, this is we. I went down to visit my friend in in a in a beach town at his beach house. And uh, we were sitting at the table, and my friend Evan, I said, I mentioned, we have 78 episodes. And then my friend Evan said, deadpan, he's like, oh, yeah, I've listened to 73. I'll have to catch up. He hasn't listened to one. <laughs> 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 it's like, Evan's brilliant. He's funny. He's smart. He's the guy that's the line producer on those Netflix shows. Right, I've known right, him right. since high school. He was my best man, whatever. But I was sitting and talking. And um, first of all, I guess I don't like when anyone tells me I should do anything. She's like, then why do you do it? I said, because I enjoy it. <laughs> it's like because it's something i enjoy yes. and you know and, and at one point she asked me something about you know would you pay for followers and i was like no i personally don't like that i'm not a big fan of that i'm like if i can turn the likes into i just but what she actually meant would you do a sponsored thing and i was like well yeah i would do a spot like on facebook if we start a facebook page or an Instagram would you, page would you, which yeah, would I would buy. I wouldn't buy followers yeah. but I would I would do a sponsored post for 20 bucks or 40 bucks or 50 bucks to get more people people's eyes on it right sure. But my whole thing is you know I think if we're going to do that I need to do more of those little videos we need to have a, a handful of them ready to go so that you know that way there is a you know but again they take time actually it took me longer to edit that 2 minute and 20 second video than it did to do a few podcasts. You know what I mean? Like just like right. pulling all the content to better saying, like, okay, what fits together? What am I gonna cut out? You know. So I don't know. I was just in this conversation that I didn't want to be in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, when I, I agree when somebody starts telling you what you need to do and you know there's i'm sure everything that she said was was uh, correct uh, there no, was no it was yeah, there yeah. was there was correct stuff in there it was just i
0: just didn't want to deal with it and then i had to deal with it they would not have to deal with it. i was listening to my friend um my friend evan's wife and she, she she was talking about uh i think she was thrown by that you and i have never met one another and she and i had this conversation once before mm-hmm. and um and I'm like, she thinks it's really weird. And, and she was talking about a movie that she worked on, right? I told you she's the one that has the TV show, yeah, yeah, the five yeah, yeah. episodes, and I, I did a table read with her for something else. And, and she said she was talking. The whole reason this came up about a, almost a year ago is there was a director on a movie she was working on, and apparently that director became friends with um, Robin Williams' daughter. And he had never met her in real life. He had become friends with her on Instagram or something like that. So they started following one another, and then you start communicating, and then you become friends. And it was very weird to her. You know. And She's younger than me, older than you. She's not that old and not that young
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the sense that, I, like, to me, I, I can't fully understand how someone can understand it. And, and I tried to explain it in a logical way of how I found myself here. You know, not necessarily you and I talking and being on the podcast, but in terms of even jumping into talking to strangers, you know, yeah, um, in a virtual way, and then transitioning that into real life, and 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 I think a a big part of it was, um, and I think I've talked about it on here, was that I went through that separation and divorce. And I wasn't necessarily in the best headspace and when I had my kids it was fine but I just wasn't embracing it. and it was sort of a bit of an escape for me, you know, doing the live broadcasting on uh, Periscope and I don't know what it was, you know. And and I guess when since I was using dating apps and I was meeting women like that I'd never met before, well what's the big deal meeting people and talking to them and becoming friends with them, you know? And and I have found that just about everyone that I've liked in the virtual world, whom I've met in real life, is someone that I liked in real life as well. And the few people that I didn't like in the virtual world and either met or chose not to meet or eventually blocked, I feel like my instincts were pretty good there as well,
1: you know? Good. I don't know. Uh, it's not in today's world. I don't think it's that strange. There, there are people that uh, you, you know they uh, spend time uh, meeting somebody. You know, through, uh, obviously dating apps, that kind of thing, is the is the uh, one that I think comes to mind for most people. As, as you know, um, the number one thing where people that you know, wouldn't normally have spoken spend some time, uh, you know, they're, they're speaking for you know, lack of a better you know, way to describe it, back and forth until they kind of get to know each other somewhat, and then at some point they, you know, they find the way to you know, hook up, whatever it is that they're doing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I Like, you know, you, you, I, we've talked about it a little
0: bit but not a lot, but uh, there was the woman that I met on Anchor, the audio, social audio app, and I met her in real life, and she lives yeah, yeah, 12 yeah. hours away from me. And, you know, we, we only hung out three times, and I'm still friendly with her, and she's married now and blah, blah, blah. But I met her just over two years ago, and I really – I really liked her and really enjoyed, you know, spending time with her. You know, she, she's ex- she's what I expected her to be, you know. And then, you know, when you meet someone in real life, then you get to see a little bit more of who they are. Um, but it was fine. Like there was nothing. It, it didn't seem strange to me at all.
1: You no, know? I don't think so that strange. But uh, I'm here too, so maybe I'm I'm the worst person to ask. But uh, yeah. Um, so when you when you start telling the story about the. Uh, about the watching sex thing i I got it. I was I, it just I hadn't even thought about this. <laughs> <I can't win. laughs> Uh, way, I, I want to just
0: isolate that. When you're yeah. telling a story about watching the sex thing, yeah,
1: mm-hmm, okay. that's John Craig. Yeah, that's John Craig. That's his, his part. You know, but I was immediately, I, I hadn't even thought about this in, uh, in quite some time, but I, I, uh, I completely, uh, uh, I wasn't really by accident, but um, I got thrown into a situation where there, uh, I was in a very small space where uh, people were having sex, a couple, uh, with some people. <laughs> and, uh,
0: uh, Wait,
1: this is recent? no this is a long time ago oh, okay I, I told you the story uh, a couple episodes ago while we were talking about i had this uh I had this old ford van this 1965 mm-hmm.
0: ford wait don't tell me the name i know the name of it no i forgot
1: uh, well it's kind of fitting with what we're talking about cuz the it was called urge y- you urge urge, yes, urge. Yes. okay uh-huh. so um i'm at this i'm at this party and uh, i had gone there uh, I, I believe as i recall by myself but i it was i was kind of a big you know like a keg type thing and big throw down there were a lot of people there and uh, As the uh, got late in the evening, I decided it wasn't a good idea to be to be driving, and I had a van. It was fairly, it was a little bit cold out, but not not horribly cold, anything like that. And but um, I decided I'm just going to crawl into the back of the van, and I'm just going to sleep it off until I can go home. Not get you know, not be a DUI type guy. So I'm trying to do something responsible. And uh, I I don't know how long I've probably been sleeping for a couple hours, something like that. And uh, I wake up, and as I'm waking up, uh, it's pretty much pitch dark. But um, I realize there's there's something going on in the van. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. There's 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 a noise. There's there's something happening, and I kind of start to look around, and I see this guy. This, it was actually uh, I didn't realize it right away, but um, there's this uh, a guy that I knew, uh, John Haas is what uh, his last name was uh, or is John Hoss. Uh, anyway, John, if you're listening, how you doing, dude? <laughs> <laughs> um we called him hassy Hossey. Hossie. H O S S Y. Hossey. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So um he's he's in in the van, he's uh, talked some girl into uh into uh, having sex in the back of the van. So they're uh and they probably wandered outside looking for some place to have sex and he was like, Ah, there's Flynn's van. Let's go yeah, sure, let's let's you know. I didn't realize I was in it. I, or apparently it didn't matter. So um I wake up sort of and I, I, I decide, for whatever reason I decide, um, just to stay kind of quiet. Let them think I'm still sleeping. And it wasn't because I wanted to you know, listen or watch or anything like that. It's just because I was, I was kind of freaked out. I didn't really know, you know, I wasn't sure what I should do. And uh, the best thing seemed <laughs> like I should stay quiet. Um, except um, I really had to pee. I mean, I, I like had to, had to, had to go. It was like really a, a big deal. And I'm thinking I can outweigh them, but it turns out, I don't know, if it was the alcohol with with uh, Hussy, or or if he's just uh, he just got that much staying power, but I I waited and waited and waited and I waited and the noise kept going. There was a lot of noise. I, in fact, there was a couple times I woke up trying to figure out what the noise exactly was, uh, and uh, it's like, what the fuck is, you, you know, I, I wasn't sure. There, there was a lot. There's a lot, lot going on there. And then I was smelling things too. It's like, kind of get a little whiff of like these perfumey, aftershavey, little ass crack. I don't know exactly what's <laughs> going on there, but there, there's a lot of there. If you're not it, actually in on the whole activity, if you're not in a participating. Entity, um, there were some things going on that that I was like, it's kind of a central overload for me. And then uh, finally, got to a point where, uh, and uh, so also in my head was, do I if I okay if they're close if so, if somebody's close here to to uh, some sort of culmination, uh, and I all of a sudden just you know sit up and rub my eyes and go, hey, what's going on? Um, am I gonna am I gonna ruin the moment for them? Uh, which I worried about for a little while, but not. <sighs> so I, did, I had to pee. It, it was just it was them or me. So um, that's exactly what I did. I like I just sat up, went Finally. stretched out, and let, like looked over like. You know, I was just trying to act calm, like I didn't know, you know, like I just just me waking up, I, just looking at you for the first time. I'm not letting them know that I feel like the last hour I've been listening to them, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. make I have the things.
0: same thing when Cameron's in the pool house with his girlfriend downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, I gotta go to the bathroom, I don't have a bucket. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you yeah. now you're. There, yeah,
1: I'm I'm there. I'm set up, and I'm like I got to pee, and I'm gonna bail out. But um, and I'm thinking they're gonna they're gonna you know they're they're gonna freak out or stop or somebody's gonna do whatever. Um, but the girl, she was kind of a pretty girl. I don't know. Yeah, she you know, um, she just looks at me and goes hi, and then he just he's like he's not stopping. <laughs> and so uh, yeah. would you have uh, no probably not but um, yeah so um, he didn't have to pee he kind of gave I kind of gave him what's up you know, one of those kind of things and then I just I bailed I went out the side door and uh, bailed out and uh, let it let it go I went back into the party for a while but yeah strange I mean, it's just that, that's the closest uh, you know as far as um, somebody else in a very close proximity that, that for me it was and I can't tell you it was like I didn't really didn't want to watch I really didn't <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, no, I don't know. No. I'm not like I'm not a cuckold Like I can't do the cuckold thing. I don't want to watch someone fucking the lady I'm with. I don't want someone else watching me. I'm not like I mean, I guess when I was younger, I was a bit of a voyeur, like where I'd be like, you know, just look out the window at like the neighbor or whatever, you know. Or just the idea of that was a, a theoretical turn on. But i don't yeah. know about the reality you know it's just like yeah oh, right that'd be cool just catching a glimpse you know yeah um when i lived in manhattan it was pretty awesome because i lived on the 35th floor and big big windows and uh you know if i saw someone get a change or anything like who's that what's that who's that yeah <laughs> oh yeah and it doesn't matter It'd be like oh they're fat it doesn't matter just like the idea of it it's like
1: <laughs> yeah i think if i'm gonna watch i'd rather if uh, i'd rather watch somebody prepare food i think that's <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, I think that happens to a lot of men, really. I think that's why we get fat.
1: Well, and you're not fat, though. No, well, okay, so over the weekend, uh, the, uh, we went to this Mexican restaurant. And um, they, I haven't seen this at another Mexican restaurant, but uh, I, I'm sure it exists somewhere in the world. Uh, maybe, I don't know, uh, probably in Mexico or maybe, uh, I don't know, Texas or something. But they've a they've got a guacamole restaurant uh, hemp sort of thing there's this dude that wanders around through the restaurant after you've eaten you know you've ordered your dinner and drinks and all that stuff um they've got they've got this guy that goes up and down like by the tables and he's got a cart and uh dude was he was a mexican dude um didn't speak very good english Uh, didn't speak very good english um (laughs) i don't either um he he, uh (laughs) Uh, probably fifty-five years old, wearing a cowboy hat, real you know, Mexican-style pointy-ass cowboy boots, and uh, he, he was very cowboyed up. Um, and he's the he's the, the uh, he's the guacamole pimp. So he's he's if, when you he stops at the table. He says, "You know, would you like guacamole?" And then he starts building it, and he starts taking the, you know, he's got the avocados, and he starts putting everything in a big bowl, and he starts putting it together. And he said, "Well, do you do you want this? Do you want that?" And you know, he's he's putting it together a custom guacamole order for you right there at tableside. There's no set price. You you give him what whatever you want and you know with I suppose there's people that stiff them but you know you kind of feel like you should overpay because this guy's going through this whole thing and he's chopping all this and you know putting all this in there and he's How he's much really,
0: guacamole is
1: there? It's quite a bit it was it was a fairly fairly good size you know it was enough for you know for a nice little appetizer a decent appetizer for, for you know like four people and to me when he's doing this I, it was, I had this like it's, I felt like you know he's like a guacamole lap dancer or something it's like He's he's working for tips. He's all he's getting is uh, so you, you know you're paying for whatever cost they've got into this plus whatever tip um, he he gets off the top. And I'm not sure what that would be. What do what do they give a guacamole pimp? And I, uh, the other thing was I was kind of confused because they had a lot of there was a lot of uh, Latina women in there that were pretty hot. And I thought why aren't they sending a woman around to do this? I get, apparently this guy that's his deal. He's he's just the dude and uh, runs around and does that thing. So. I don't know. Hadn't seen that before. Did but. you tip them a oh, lot? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it, we we're generous because you know what are you going to do? And the same place, they also, um, if you order a, if you order a margarita, they, uh, you get a little bit. Say you got, you know, you've sipped it down you know, maybe an inch, um, somewhere in that range. This guy comes walking by with a bottle of I can't remember. It was some kind of fairly decent top shelf uh, tequila, and he just comes by with a bottle and just starts pouring more tequila on top of your drink. Right down your throat. Not on your throat. Look, look. I've done that before, and that's not a good idea. <laughs>
0: no, it's a bad idea. But uh, right. if, if it were a hot Latina woman, you'd be cool with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, until I pass out and can't remember the, the evening, the, uh, the previous night's activities. Uh, but yeah, it was it was different, I, I, and we yeah, we drank tequila, and I, I probably, uh, I, think I, I think I talked too much. I think, uh, Well, I know I did. Um, today, okay, so if, if you're with some, if you're with another couple. Mm-hmm. and you are we
0: talking sex here or dinner we're no, just this out is, we're and about. this is still, no still, sex I'
1: am not watching them have sex not none no, that okay. stuff um you so you're with another couple and you're you're not sure where somebody's coming from uh necessarily you don't know them that well and you know, so there's certain things. Of course, you want to kind of avoid. I'm not going to talk about politics much or whatever. There's mm-hmm. certain, you know, things you mm-hmm. want to kind of sidestep and go around. But, um, and I think one of those things for me probably uh, used to be a long time ago or fairly recently even. Um, if drug use came up as a subject of conversation, I probably wasn't going to talk about a lot of uh, real specific things to, around a lot of people, just because I, yeah, what, you know, uh, I don't want people making um, broad-based assumptions or whatever. I just don't, I don't think it really adds much to uh, to me getting to know you as a person. Now. What's changed about that is, I think, just the world in general. There's more people that are talking about um, their experiences and things that they've done. And it's become, I think, like the nose ring, like the tattoo. It's become uh, a little more uh, acceptable for somebody to say, you know, no, back in college, I, I did acid or, or whatever. And, and people aren't going to judge you as much about that, I don't think. Um, this this couple, I I, apparently I I talked a little too much, but um, I so um, and gave more details. And I think... <laughs> personal details what kind of details i just was i told me we started talking about um and uh, rachel is, is she's willing to tell people No, oh, flynn yeah he's he's done drugs you know whatever she'll she'll say something mm-hmm, or whatever mm-hmm. somehow we got on this subject of uh <laughs> i like that she volunteered the information for you a little bit like, you know a little bit but then i was <laughs> i i had enough alcohol and me so i started telling stories so we're like talking about and i think we had talked about the tequila thing somehow led to the. i don't remember the exact chronology of how we got from tequila to to hallucinogens but um i was like yeah you know so the first time i did this i said i was i was uh, in high school i was the senior year of high school they're like oh really they kind of give me the "Hmm, uh, high school yeah And i'm like yeah i was in high school i went to a high school musical and uh this friend of mine his girlfriend was (laughs) she had the lead and uh Uh so we uh, i don't know if it was they they told us it was uh mescaline strawberry mescaline um, wherever he, the, these guys got this stuff i don't know what, what it was exactly but um i do know that when uh whatever amount we took uh started to get really fucked up uh, we were sitting in a house high school auditorium with a bunch of parents and you know some students and pirates of penzance or some some shit like that was going on and uh, i'm just starting to trip my ass off. I mean, mean, the beginning phases of it uh, are, you know, you just, the things are, you you know, this is going somewhere that uh, shouldn't be happening in an auditorium with a bunch of strangers. And uh, I I had not (laughs) mentally prepared myself for this. I wouldn't have known at that age any way uh, to even mentally prepare myself for for what was going to happen. And uh, so, I made it to the I remember I made it to the intermission uh, we, they had c- cookies and all that stuff outside and the punch bowl and all that stuff and I thought mm-hmm. I gotta get the fuck out of here I, you know this, it's time to bail and so I, I just I didn't tell anybody I did the Irish goodbye I just left mm-hmm. walked out the door went out uh, to I'm not sure where I thought I was going, but I just knew I could not be in there with, with these people. This is, this is going nuts. So I decided I was going to walk to a friend of mine's house. And uh, as a part of that walk um, – oh I, I well, I got lost. Um, I ended up going uh, – trying to cut through this little hobby farm that was by the kind of by the edge of town. There was this guy that had these ponies and stuff. And uh, I, got, I, ran, I walked into an electric fence while, while tripping um I got bit by a horse uh, it, this this wasn't part of the trip this wasn't something imagined that actually did happen uh, and then I, I I sat out in the middle of a field uh, like a cornfield uh, that was had been uh, the corn had been picked and it was in the fall so it was like a, a bare field with little stubbles out of of you know the the picked corn stuff uh, out there and I sat out in the middle of this field and just... Uh, my head basically melted out there <laughs> it was <laughs> I, and i've done acid since then and i've done hallucinogens since then but that was absolutely the most uh crazy uh mind bending the whole I, unless you've been there it's hard to describe but there's this big um, geometry thing that goes on where you've seen all these shapes and colors and um it, it was it was you know like i I didn't move, I don't think, for – I'm not sure exactly how long I sat out there, but quite a while. I I just sat in one spot in the middle of this field because I physically could not move. And then, at some point, I uh, summoned the courage to uh, stand up and, and walk got back to his house to this friend's house this uh, this guy that was already he was out of school he was already graduated he was, he was a couple years older and had lived at this place and i got there but uh i was telling this story and i was trying not to go into too much detail but i see the, the looks on their faces like mm-hmm. oh my god oh my god <laughs> so uh, you know? if
0: i may uh, what's the connection to this other couple uh, like, just, wh- like, how do they know you? How long have they known you? How well do they know you? All that stuff.
1: Friends, uh, you know, of friends kind of living in the neighborhood, sort of thing. Uh, and uh, I don't really know. Um, I know that you know they're both. You know, I figured. I figured anybody that's been to you know they're, uh, they're uh, in their forties. Uh, you know, both have gone to college. Both of uh, in their forties. Okay, they're, I'm
0: they're, in my forties, but but, we, but You have to keep in mind that they grew up at the same time that i did which would be the nancy reagan just say no i mean it was like full on not to say that there's no one from my generation that did drugs right but there it was a very i mean you're not that much older but old older enough that it was a very different culture right and and it just was like you know if if you did a lot of drugs if you – because you could go to co- – I think you could be – when I was growing up, you could – when you were growing up, you could be in high school, you could be smart, you can go to college, whenever, and still do a lot of drugs. Whereas, you know, I think, at least to me,
1: it seems like, at least anecdotally, that not as much. <laughs> not, well, yeah. I, some of the smartest people I've met in my life were uh, people that – uh, that made, that produced uh, drugs. There was a guy that I met from, uh, a guy that attended Iowa State University that um, actually used the laboratory at Iowa State uh, to create LSD, lysergic acid mm-hmm. diethylamine. He, he created it in the lab. They didn't know, um, nobody that was there at the time uh, in, in the administration you know, would have had a, uh, a means by which to know what he was up to, I guess, or, or, or even understand what it was he was up to so yeah he was uh, doing that and I met a couple other kind of brainiac uh brainiac scientists that decided to use that uh to their um i, I knew another guy that made uh um m- you know uh molly m d m a fucking whatever we're calling it these days um yeah, and that was, I believe, probably in its, like, purest form uh, that, you know, is, is out there. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I met some smart people who are doing that stuff. I don't know that it was, yeah, it was, it was certainly more prevalent. I, I told you um, I went to a, a little uh, concert thing recently, and it, it occurred to me uh, as I was sitting around this, uh, at this show, which was um, – it was in you know in the middle of nowhere and it was a real it was the kind of place where you could get away with um doing something uh like smoking weed uh, but there was not a person i didn't smell weed out there anywhere there was not a person like in in the facility that was smoking weed and i remember going to concerts back in the day where everybody was smoking weed you go to, you know you went to i remember seeing um well a couple uh, uh the, the, the saw the doobie brothers once and all they were smoking weed on stage i've seen aerosmith smoke weed on stage um It was just common you know there'd be you know you walked into a concert facility and any auditorium and it was going to be full of potsmore i mean just like it was like a big you know big hot box thing so yeah that did exist (laughs) (laughs) so now I, i don't even know what masculine is like i knew it existed
0: when i was back in like 1983 to like 86 i remember kids my age and I was, between, well, maybe 84, from the ages of like 13 to about 16. I remember hearing about it, and I knew kids that did it. But I don't really know what it is and and what it's supposed to do and if it's well, where it comes from. And.
1: I don't think probably that it uh, is something, even though you hear people say that uh, they have taken it or whatever, I think probably in most cases what they're getting probably isn't. It's a... Uh, it's something that's derived from the same cactus that they make tequila out of the, the mescalli cactus uh, really? roughly or if you buy mescal if you're down in Mexico and you can buy that mescal stuff it's got the big worm floating in it uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the uh, mescaline mescal it's from that same same group and cactus family and it's got the uh, peyote uh, the uh, peyote buttons if people have heard of that uh, it's that. Same derivative from that stuff. So, But I'm thinking probably what I'm thinking, it's more likely that I had some very pure form uh, of acid. Because I did acid, like I said, uh, multiple times after that. I never went anywhere close to that type of... Uh, <laughs> that type of, uh, I guess, level of hallucination where you just you just basically have to sit you have to sit in a spot and and uh, take what's coming. It's and it's not like the the other thing that happens. And I don't know. I can't, obviously I can't speak to everybody's experience, but um, the. Uh, you're not seeing. You're not seeing like uh, you know monsters or werewolves or you know. You're not. It's not that kind of a thing. It's it's just you're sitting. Uh, whatever. What you're seeing is more of a. Uh, just think geometry. It's it's more of patterns, colors, shapes, uh, and. Uh, it, it, the reason I, I say that uh, that's. Uh, that, that I know that other people have gone through that same thing as I've heard it described very well. Um, exactly the the whole the whole uh, experience so anyway um, it was more than they wanted to hear <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you do you th-
0: do you think that it's possible that they talked about it a lot
1: afterwards I've yeah, I you, well, could because
0: if I were you I would hope so you know like, <laughs> right like, like I would actually hope so right like, you, you can't you can't undo it once it happened it happened you're sharing it you're sharing, you know I mean and you know I would say that um, Rachel's complicit, right? Yeah. She knows you. She knows you well. She probably knew where your head was, and it, to keep the conversation going, you go for it. And then you're like, "All right, there you go." Now, how much do they ask
1: questions? Where they did they seem intrigued? Like well, yeah, somewhat. Um, but the, I could see that kind of the, the eyes were a little bit on the saucer side. And, uh, you, you think they're uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's do, yeah. I think it's wh- like if you're if you were in a a group of uh, Christians and you started talking about being an atheist or something like that, it was that kind of look on their face, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like, mm-hmm. oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, That's sort
0: of. Prior thing. to that moment, was everything like just sort of you know, yeah, on the same yeah. page? Sort of the yeah. conversation flowing and blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah,
1: pretty good, pretty good. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, the way I look at it too is like even okay, it's I think the idea that it's mainstream now. Um, Michael Pollan, as an example, uh, you know, has got this book out now about uh, about the whole thing. Um, I think it's called How to Change Your Mind. You know, Michael Pollan's the guy that did the uh, what was his big one that he was known for. Well, two of them: uh, the Omnivore's Dilemma, which was you know big all over NPR. They couldn't you know not quit talking about this guy. Any sort of documentary that's been about food in the last ten years has got Michael Pollan in in it at least. He had another book after that it was called in, in Defense of Food. I think is what the other one was. But uh, yeah so I mean he's a pretty mainstream guy and he's just wrote a book about it and he, he, and he the book that he wrote wasn't um about other people he's writing you know about his own experiences so yeah you know uh, mushrooms uh I, yeah, yeah I have dabbled in that stuff a little bit of a little bit of that here and there so and and you come yeah, out I've already.
0: never yeah I mean for me I've always been afraid
1: what what do you exactly you know we talked about. No, I'm still
0: talking You're, about. I'm afraid. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I'm afraid. Like, I feel like I'm already so fucked up that that shit will just take me to places that I don't know that I could handle. It might take you
1: to a good place. I'm not. I mean, you it could. To.
0: Listen, I I it, it could. My my big my biggest fear, and and it may be an irrational fear, is that I will die. <laughs> right? Like, <it'd> be like, <laughs> like I don't want to be the guy that the first time he does the thing he dies. He's just you know? dead. Yeah. Right? Because it's. It's not that I necessarily care what other people think, what my parents think, what my ex wife thinks, but I mean, to give you an example, uh, um, I want to, uh, I'd like to share a text conversation that I had with my ex wife
1: recently. Sure, all right, let's do right.
0: it. Right. Remember, you mentioned the nose ring earlier. Mm-hmm. I might have to go back a little bit because, uh, unfortunately, we text one another a lot more. She had a nose uh, ring. Well, no, no, no. She does not have a nose ring. So, you know, so my ex wife, my age, she's in her late forties, mm-hmm. full on Generation Xer. And uh, I had taken Cameron, so, you know, my son, my, our 16-year-old son Cameron is a type 1 diabetic, so I was taking him to the endocrinologist's office. And, uh, you know, he hasn't worn a medic alert bracelet in quite some time. So the last time, you know, I'm around a lot more than she is because I work local and drive car service, and she works full-time in Manhattan at a desk job, you know. So uh, I, I took him uh, a few months ago, and not the the endocrinologist, not the doctor, but uh, the nutritionist, the person that works there, mentioned something like you don't have a medical alert bra- bracelet, you should really get one. And then Cameron and I were kind of half joking about getting a tattoo. Now his mom hates tattoos, like hate, like really fucking hates them. Okay. And and to the point where she just she thinks that they're low class and there's just a way of looking at it. Anyway, so I I, uh, I where where is it here? Uh, do, 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 do here. Um, Oh, and I wrote to her, may we get Cameron a type one diabetes medic alert tattoo? And then she wrote across his forehead, question mark. So already she's just being like, kind of like a a jerk about it, right? I I said, no, neck. And then I sent her a picture of two (laughs) diabetes tattoos that I found on the internet. One shows Hello Kitty holding a syringe and test strips and it says diabetic. Uh, It's adorable, quite frankly. Um, and then there's another one. I don't know. Have you ever seen the diabetes commercials, uh, late night diabetes commercials with, uh, Wilford Brimley? Remember diabetes. you talked about Wilford Brimley recently? Yeah. Diabetes. Diabetes. Right. So he, he, doesn't say, now he's talking type dude diabetes, but it's a pretty fun thing. You know, you know, the song rock me Amadeus, rock yeah. me Amadeus, Amadeus from the eighties. Yeah. Well, someone put together on YouTube, you know, like, um, diabetes, 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 it's pretty good. And so there's a dude here that has Wilfer Brimley on his left shoulder, and underneath it it says diabetes. (laughs) So I sent her those two tattoos Hello Kitty Diabetes. And diabetes, and then Wilfred Brumley. In the second one, I explained it to him. He calls it diabetes. I uh, I knew that you wouldn't know that. Uh, showed and I showed Cameron a bunch of these tattoos, and he was he after he saw them. So most most of the people that have like the legitimate tattoos has some sort of like red cross or something. The same way like a medic alert bracelet would have it. Yeah. yeah. And they they have it on right above their wrist on their forearm. Right. 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 And, and it's, it almost, one dude has one that almost looks like a Red Hot Chili Peppers album cover, you know, and they're not bad, and After I I wrote this to her, you know, that he keeps losing his um, medic alert bracelets or he doesn't wear them, it would be good to have this. She writes back, after he gets the type 1 diabetes tattoo, he'll need another one for the hepatitis he got from the tattoo. And then a third with the address of his trailer park home. And a fourth with the number of his baby mamas. (laughs) I said, and I'm like, you're such an old lady. And she's like, ha, ha. So then... (laughs) Um and and then Cameron like after me sharing this with him he's like he's afraid now that you will disown him, <laughs> and, and um I said some you know a medical tattoo uh, you know so anyway so she's like let's talk about it first he's a minor and this is something that all three of us would need to agree to and then <laughs> have you ever seen this guy, um six nine the rap guy six nine something he just went to jail
1: uh, um he's not actually six foot nine. He's no, no, no. Like, is, is, yeah, he, I've, he, he, yeah, I've seen that. You know
0: what I'm talking space. about? He's got like a. He's, his hair right is like colored rainbow. Yeah. I forgot his fucking full name, like whatever. So I sent a picture of him. <laughs> he's got these rainbow like teeth caps and it says six, nine across. He's got a spider web on like. Underneath his ear on his jaw and on his neck and tattoos on his face. I was thinking something like this. And she's like, that's exactly the image that came into my head when you first wrote Tattoo. So And she doesn't know hip-hop culture or anything about that. She doesn't watch the NBA. And a lot of those dudes have black ink or colored ink, and their skin is dark. You can't even see the shit. So yeah. she has this such an old perception that if you have tattoos, you're like, crazy and a
1: killer she's making a uh socio-economic uh sort of uh judgment call about right, uh, right. tattoos I, i've seen you know it, medically i've seen uh, and heard about people that they have these uh, uh do not resuscitate you know they they want oh. Yes.
0: Really, I saw that was one of the tattoos. Yes. There was a dude, an older dude, that has a do not resuscitate tattoo.
1: Yeah, so a lot of times they'll put that on their neck so that uh, I guess apparently say, yeah. if I get into a situation where you, know, you, you got to go through some sort of uh, big thing <laughs> medically, do not resuscitate. I want to put one on that says yo fucking resuscitate me <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was gonna say i'm with you because i'd be like if if i had that moment where i'm like i don't know i saw like a news story heard a podcast something about like a, a bad situation with the they try to resuscitate you and the pain and all the shit and then i'm like fuck and i get the tattoo it'd be like i want to remove the tattoo i need to remove the tattoo if i change my mind and i'd be like just like just get rid of the do not yeah and just just not get rid of the not cover it with something yeah like i wouldn't care what it was It'd be a cock do cock resuscitate what he wants us to resuscitate his cock yes i want to get out i want to get off one more time i just i want to watch another dude getting her off while i no i don't no, want not any so of much. that not do so
1: not yeah, yeah no i'm not yeah, yeah. I, I i see you know we're at like we're shopping over the weekend and uh you walk around malls now and, man, you, I'll just look over and I'll see some woman that looks like she's she's got, she's got money. There, there's a money thing going on here. And a lot of times you look up and they've got a, some kind of a forearm thing going on, you know, t- tattoo going on or, you know, visible tattoos. I, I know somebody that would say... Uh, that it's okay if you get a tattoo if it's not something that if you have it like a a t-shirt on or something like you can't really see it Yeah, you know, so you might have yeah upper, upper, yeah upper like
0: upper. i know yeah i know people that have ta- a lot of tattoos but you don't see any none of them are visible
1: yeah yeah but that's you know there's a whole generation now and this the pendulum's going to swing where, where there's going to be a, a where it's going to come back to where your wife is now i think where there's a lot of people are going to look at this and go huh, whoa what were they thinking and yeah it's gonna well
0: that's, gonna, th- that's the reason i don't have a tattoo you're th- the main reason is I couldn't come up with one. Yeah, you could come can... up with something, can't you? Well, I'm, I'm sure that I could, but I, I struggled with it. it, it the, fir- the first time I bought my own car, right, not, not the first car that my dad, my parents got me in 1980, Chrysler Cordoba with yeah. Corinthian leather. Ooh, nice. Not the second car in 1987, Nissan Sentra, which I got in like 1992, that had like a, uh, a car phone with a cord wow. that was way too expensive to hook up. Like, in I class. mean, we're talking like, you know, 3.29 per minute. Yeah. But when I bought my Volkswagen Jetta in 2004, I was at the Volkswagen dealership for about seven hours. <laughs> and and uh, I, it took me, like, I was going back and forth. I knew that I wanted diesel. I was like, do I get the GTI or do I get the... I, I think I kind of wanted a Passat... Which what's the one that's right above a, a, a Jetta? Is it the Passat? Passat, yeah, I believe. Yeah, it's so right. I think I kind of wanted a Passat, but that year they didn't have it in diesel. I knew I was going to be putting a lot of miles on it, so I'm like, fuck! God. I'm like, I like the Jetta, but then there was something really cool about the GTI. But we had kids, and you know, two of them, and I'm like, eh, the GTI is a little small. I'm not sure. And, and then, fun. and then Fast once and I, fun. once I zeroed in on the Volkswagen Jetta, yeah, I'm like color fuck 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 white white gets dirty black gets dirty Mm, i don't know i'll have reflex silver but i had to make sure it was reflex silver that's what they called it so it took me a long time if i were to get like a tattoo like and and the other thing is i I kept thinking to myself like what's a tattoo that 30 years from now i'm gonna look at and go like yeah that was a good idea
1: see here i've seen this argument uh and both sides of this uh that, that argument and the, the other side of that argument is when you're that age there's nothing you're gonna look at and go mm-hmm. well, that was a good idea <laughs> you're gonna be like holy crap at least if you did if you lived right you're, you're you're gonna yeah nothing's gonna look good uh so what the hell i don't know you could get uh I'm, i was just thinking radio head, some kind of a Radiohead tattoo you know, <laughs> no. might be good for you no way no uh, way you Fuck could, that shit. VW, I like Radiohead. VW logo, just the VW, old school VW thing. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: Malm. I'm just going to get Malm. Malm. It's any, I'm just going to have names of IKEA like uh, furniture on me. Yeah, you could do actually
1: full pictures of Ikea furniture. You could put a bookshelf on your arm, you know, a a nice 3D (laughs) rendering of a bookshelf would be. Yeah. Or you could just go to the instruction manuals. That would be, those would be cheap tattoos. If you went to the instruction manual of of the Ikea stuff and just look for the little stick guys and go, give me, give me that. I want that stick figure thing going on. I want that. Yeah, that would, you know. Probably I don't know, much. man. I, I, like hangman. Like I can have a like maybe just a tic tac toe
0: board, and I can let people play on it. Like they can actually just you know, yeah. Like on the subway. I get. I don't go into the city much, but you yeah. know, maybe.
1: Well, I'm just trying to think of a good. What do you place. think, your wife's uh, wife, uh, ex-wife? What do you th- ex-girlfriend? What do you think? My ex ex-girlfriend. Yeah. 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 What, what's what would her actual reaction be if you if you got something? To, you know, you got. I don't know a sleeve done or any kind of a tattoo. Would she kick you out of the pool house? You think? I don't think she'd kick me out of
0: the pool house, but I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, she would. Uh, there would be commentary.
1: Yeah, she would never. let And go. and
0: you know, the same way that burning a flag is considered speech, uh, her facial expression would be considered speech and commentary.
1: Free speech. Just, her. just
0: her look. I mean, it, you know what I mean. Like it was just like look. You know when you react to someone else, and you, you could easily do this with you know your current spouse, your children, your ex-wife. With just a look and a feeling, you know exactly you, what they said. Yeah, and they didn't say anything, but it's just like fuck you. You know, you. and unfortunately, I'll be the first
1: one to be like fuck you. Um. Kind of like that look kids give you but, uh, when they're, <laughs> when they're when they're about yeah. Middle school, maybe when I start to give you that. Fuck you. Maybe I'll look. just get a
0: tattoo that says "Fuck you, Andrea." Uh,
1: what was that? Nothing.
0: Just nothing. Just, <laughs> no. yeah.
1: yeah. I was gonna put <laughs> "Do not resuscitate." Then I decided to go to wait. Maybe I should have resuscitate, and then I just got to "Fuck you." That's where I ended up with that. Just kind of yeah, yeah.
0: Do not resuscitate her.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd have to be with her. Um, <laughs> uh, resuscitate me with the arrow, like the t shirts, and yeah, do not resuscitate her. I have an arrow pointing, somehow <laughs> pointing in her direction. Which, uh, and
0: just hope that we both like, get into a car accident together.
1: Uh, and you're driving, so the the arrow the arrow yeah. works out the way it's supposed to. You probably have some, right. some EMT guy look at that and probably get a, right. get a chuckle out of it. Hey, check this out. <laughs> you guys got a do not resuscitate or <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, you know what? It might be <laughs> it might be worth getting that dude t- that t- just to make an EMT laugh
1: just yeah for that one it, you, you want
0: for that one moment one it, i'd get moment. no satisfaction out of it it's yeah. just my last dying wish is to make that dude laugh
1: yeah you can tell him i was i was thinking about a nose ring but i thought ah, i'm going with the tattoo <laughs> uh, yeah so um i was just looking at my notes here from from the last show and after oh, i oh
0: yeah we're going to delve into this with only 10 minutes left <laughs> I, i'm
1: just trying to figure out which one of these uh, i should let you um I should let you. Uh, uh, all right, I'm gonna let you back and choose. Okay, it's like, like a game show. I, well, again, because
0: yes. I have like I have like three other things from like now.
1: But okay, we'll yeah, do this anyway. This, I'm not even sure these make sense. I don't remember. I don't remember uh, the let's references. see if
0: your notes remind me of anything. I had one that was dream. A, is there one a dream there?
1: There was yeah. But so we had um, the, the uh, what have I got that open mic dream is one of them that I have. <laughs> okay, that's, I, have, I know exactly what that is. I have another one that I uh, bulleted Iger uh, blown call time. Igor. Right,
0: Igor. Right. Igor. Blown Igor. Tail. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That one sucked. I mean, I, 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 think I'm past that, but I could still tell okay. it. But um, that one so could be quick. So
1: you're choosing. So you got those two. I have another one. Beans okay. and bourbon. Beans with bourbon. What the hell is that all?
0: Oh, about? I've got that one too, and that was something I
1: was going to talk about tonight. Okay. We'll yeah. See. That's a strong one. All and right. then I had. So yep. This other one is more. There's a name, but I'm not going to say the name for the other one. Um, but I have a date. I have a, October 25th, 1997. I wrote down for a date. October 25th. October, it was
0: actually October 25th. 25th. Are you talking about my one night stand with the black lady? Uh, you tell me. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> Do I, you don't remember? I, don't, I mean, I think but yeah, was. that that was one. Yeah, that was one. Oh, shit. How did that one come up? That one came up. Shit, it
1: was. Um, was she the one with the beans and the bourbon? Or how did that? <laughs> no, the,
0: like, I, you know, it, it's one of those things that at this point we're on episode 79, I just want to leave this hanging out there and not finish any of these because <laughs> yes. I think that just the your notes are funnier than <laughs> any story I could possibly tell. <laughs> like I want to turn this into a bit now. All Fuck. Right. Um, uh, okay. I
1: mean, you now you had such a reaction about the beans with bourbon. I, I, I don't know. To me, that's.
0: Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. I do remember now. I remember all of it. Holy shit. Um, your notes are good. <laughs> I wish you. I wish you were like my like like sat next to me in college and took notes for me. It's like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I and I just yeah, I'd tell you a little thing. You write it down. i be like oh yeah, now I know. Um. All right. So. Let's see. Uh, Igor, blown call time. Igor is the guy that brought me into the local car service company. And uh, he went on his honeymoon um, about a week ago. And uh, he the, the night before I was going to drive, he and his uh, newlywed wife um, to the airport, he gave me a 4 a.m. ride. So a 4 a.m. pickup, local pickup, like no more than 10 minutes away. You, you know, I could probably get there in like him. seven. You're doing this for him. I was gonna do it for him and he would give me like probably like fifty percent. Sometimes he'll take like not take a loss, but he won't take as much as he should, because it's his car, his gas, his you know, all of it. And it's easy. You know, it's like a round trip, like no more than two hours, especially at four o'clock in the morning. First time client giving giving her a discount, and I didn't s I set my alarms on my phone, but I didn't turn them on. And I woke up for a 4 a.m. pickup. So I should have left no later than 3.45 a.m. I woke up at 4.19 a.m. I was panicking. My heart was racing. I was like, I didn't know what day it was. I didn't know what time it was. I knew it was dark. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And I'm like, I couldn't understand it. And I'm like, oh, shit, he's sleeping. It's the day he's going to the honeymoon. I'm like, fuck. It's, it's, a, it's not the worst thing you can do as a car service driver. The worst thing you can do is, is get into an accident and kill someone, I think. I'm pretty sure.
1: That's like the worst thing.
0: There, there's a lot of things you can do, you know, (laughs) but, but not showing up on time is a big one. That's a really big no-no. So I'm like, fuck. So, uh, shit. I I immediately like get up. I like throw my clothes on. I don't even have like my belt on. My pants, I'm running down those stairs. The attic like aluminum attic stairs with like my socks and i'm out the door in two minutes i'm in the car my heart is racing i've got my apple watch on at this point i think my heart's up to like 160 beats per minute i think i'm gonna die i get in the car i call her up immediately voicemail fuck fuck and i'm so close that i'm hoping her. you know maybe she uh had an early pickup and like you know earlier than she needed I'm now I'm about uh, a few minutes later, I think it's like 824, like five 424, and morning. I call her up, I get her, and she's just like, no, cancel, I'm already in the car, so she's either gotten an Uber or something else, I'm like, fuck, I'm and I'm like, I'm so sorry, and I've n- never had this happen before with this company in the, you know, eight months that I've been driving for them, I'm like, fuck, 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 and... You know, because even though prior to that, my sex, my sex, my success rate was a hundred percent. The chat window's still open with uh, my friend that wants to know if uh, I knowledge. enjoy hearing about her. Yeah, talk about uh, having sex with other men. Uh, no, I don't. Um, but my success rate was a hundred percent. But with her, my success rate was zero percent. There's no apologizing. There's no. And as I was like, fuck now. Can you imagine you have to get to uh, an early flight, and you're running late, and your driver doesn't show up? It's happened to me, and it's fucking... So I'm, like, beating myself up about it. I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm not going to get, quote-unquote, fired or anything. And I'm like, fuck. So I'm trying to go back to sleep. I can't. I can't. I'm wide fucking awake. I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm like, shit, shit, shit. I don't want to wake Igor. And I, I... I think I texted him because I know he's a heavy sleeper, and he. Uh, I figured let me at least text him to let him know what happened. And he's a pretty even keeled, chill guy, and uh, and then I got a text from the other guy that is is my boss, and I drive his car, Greg, and he's like, did something happen with you know, um, Astrid's? I think that was her name, Astrid, um, trip. I was like, yeah, she's got a dumb name, no, um, and I was like, fuck her, I'm not picking her up, and and I explained it to him, whatever. When I talked to Igor about it, he was so chill about it. He's like, what's kind of her fault? <laughs> it's like she didn't call, <laughs> like, or she did call. She called him, but she called him like while she's on her way to the airport. No, call me before. <laughs> I don't think it's her fault. I should have been there and it just made me angry and I was like I was a and so so anyway one of the reasons I didn't wake up is because I was having this I other than not having my alarm set that's a big part of it is I was having this intensely vivid dream so I'm at a comedy club I think it was in New York somewhere And my friend Eric, Eric Marino, he's the guy I went to college with who lived out in L.A. for like 20 plus years until recently. He's the guy that got a job as a writer on Saturday Night Live at the age of 46. He was fired from his job or let go or made redundant. I don't know what happened. And and he's now in New York living in New York because he had this apartment and i know that he's doing comedy again and trying to find like the right places and doing an open mic. So he was doing these open mics. He's a very belligerent over the top guy. He's funny, very liberal though, right? A very anti-Trump the whole thing. And apparently he's hosting the room and he's doing some stuff about Trump and whatever and i was there. And then i don't know what happened. It was but it was a very liberal, like lefty liberal, like bay area Brooklyn, Queens, New York sort of, you know, audience. And I don't know what happened. I sort of got up and I started chanting something like a hype man. And it got to the point where I started chanting alt-right is all right alt right is and this is charlottesville is a year that's a year ago alt right is all right and it had nothing to do with the content of what i was saying because i didn't believe any of it i thought it was really fucked up but there was something about the audience that bothered me it, 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 so much that i'm like fuck her fuck her fuck him fuck them fuck you assholes i'm gonna do this And I somehow got the whole audience to turn on me. And my friend Eric wasn't happy with me either. He was like, what the fuck are you doing? But there was something so amazing about being able to turn an audience. And and like get them. It was like it was like a drug, and it was and while it while I was having the dream in in my head, I remember being like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't believe any of this. Like I think it's all fucked up. So that was like a weird high, and then I woke up to realize, holy shit, this is real life. It's four nineteen. Uh, uh, I'm not a racist, and uh, I'm not performing, and uh, I got to pick up this lady. So that was the the what was it? What were my notes? <laughs> <laughs> Open mic. Open mic. dream. Oh, it was just open mic dream. Okay. Yeah. And so that was that. And then. What's that got to do with beans the, or bourbon? So October 28th, 1997 was actually October 25th, 1997. It was a Saturday night. Um, and it was Chris Farley was the host. I, found, I sound like I'm on the fucking spectrum. I don't normally remember <laughs> shit like this. But um, uh, Chris Farley was the host of Saturday Night Live. Uh, that night, um, I had I had uh, gone to a um, a, uh, a a rap party for a movie. It was a in- low budget independent film directed by Whit Stillman. You wouldn't know who he is because you don't remember shit like that. But it was called Last Days of Disco. I couldn't tell you who was in the movie other than Chloe Sevigny. So Chloe Sevigny is she was in that movie Kids, you know the the skateboard movie that.
1: Yeah, I think she's mostly known mm. for the... Uh, Brown
0: Bunny. You know her for Brown Bunny, the blowjob scene that uh, Vincent Gallo directed.
1: I know her mostly from uh, Sister no? No, not Sister Wives, but the uh, thing she did with Bill, Oh, Bill I know Pax, which one the, you're talking
0: about. Uh, Bill Paxton show. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, um, whatever the hell that was called. Um, the, yeah, the Mormon one where he's got yeah, three wives. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was on so that was her most mainstream thing, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure. So anyway... um. She was in that movie, and there was a, um, a party, a rap party for it, and at the time, I worked at the New York City Mayor's Office of Film Theater and Broadcasting, and I was signing permits. Now, I hadn't had um, sex in about a year and a half at that point, and uh, nothing was going on at that party. I mean, I had a couple of drinks. I saw the people that I knew. I had a good time. And then I went, uh, afterwards, I was a little bit uh, hungry. I must have left early because Saturday Night Live was on, and I think I saw the opening monologue. And like I said, Chris Farley was not a cast member. He was the guest host, and it must have been shortly before he died. I, I mean, I, whatever. And I'm just paying attention. I'm eating my uh, my buffalo chicken wings. I'm looking at the TV. I'm smiling. And um, an African-American lady walked in. She had short hair and eyeglasses, and she walked. She went to the counter, she ordered her, she placed her order, and then she walked over to me. And while I'm looking up at these like corner mounted, you know, four by three CRT TVs, while I'm laughing. at Chris Farley, I don't even know if I can hear it, just like smiling. I'm a little drunk, but she looks at me and she said, Are you gay? I think I've told this on the podcast before. And I was really perplexed by this question. Okay. I'm like 26 years old, like, yeah, I haven't had sex in a while. And I'm like, what is this? And I, I, I didn't necessarily think she was attractive, but it was a weird question. I'm like, uh, uh, I was flustered. N- uh, 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 no? Why? And she's like, I, I was, she's like, good, because I'm horny. <laughs> and I'm like, didn't matter that I wasn't that attracted to her. She, they, they, they called her name Tracy. Your wings are ready. She grabbed her wings. She came back over to me. She grabbed my hands, and I had just finished up. And I took my moist towelette. I cleaned off the buffalo wing sauce from my chin, you know, and I just went into a taxi, and and we, you know, we did our thing. Like, it was just like I went to her apartment— well, it started in a taxi. She did. She did. Uh, now, again, I was going with full-on racial stereotypes. I thought she was a lesbian. I mean, she looked kind of, at the time, I thought she looked like a lesbian. And this but was clearly 1997, you said, correct? 1997. hmm Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so now we're in the taxi. We're in a yellow taxi cab. And then there's part of me, there was a stereotype that uh, yellow taxi cabs um, did not stop and pick up um, black people. Right? Like it was a thing. Mm-hmm. So in my mind at one point, I think even though we were in the cab and uh, she was uh, touching me in the right places, I thought to myself, maybe she just wanted to get a cab home. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like she can't get a cab at this time of night because she's a black woman. Again, I, I mean, that did cross my mind. and But I don't think that was the case. I think there was – she may have been horny. I think she was horny that's the indication I got from the rest of the evening but it was very surreal being in a strangers apartment and this I think the condom broke I, I, I like Ooh. I mean I ran into her like a year later to this day I'm I'm like concerned that there's gonna be like a hyper talkative mixed-race kid with ears like big ears that go forward and I' like <laughs> like I might have a kid I may I'm not sure yeah so. um,
1: I couldn't yeah. help but think, you, as you were telling the story, and I don't know that I've heard this before, because I think I would have put this together in my head, so it's the 90s, mm-hmm, and 90s. Uh, she's a uh, black woman, uh, kind of short hair, you're not super attracted to, uh, I, did she ask you at any time, or make any kind of a statement uh, during any of this, did you say, um, did you ever hear the words, you got a fast car? <laughs> Speed so fast. You know what? I, I
0: absolutely no question in my mind. <laughs> it definitely was not Tracy Chapman. God, that would have been so okay. great had it been. No, no, no. Tracy I, Chapman. It, look, look. If a thousand percent, it was not. Like I know, despite stereotypes, it's not true that um african americans all look alike i think white people all look alike you ever been to a little league game in iowa they're all those kids there are three types there's a fat kid a skinny kid but you were at the state fair white people look so much alike not like you have a type right like any guy your age who's a little who's a runner that's has irish you know background yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, a western europe background yeah. looks like you and then there's a like fat dude it, it it is so no they look totally different she had a thin face you know she was fine she was pretty i don't know what she where she is today what she looks like she's, tracy chapman has a round face very different they, their hair was different no but i wished believe me i wish i was she had a fast car but it was a slow moving taxi she's talking about and, a revolution there's No. (laughs) And then, so there was that. So I was telling, I I recently talked to my friend David, who worked at the New York City Mayor's Office of Film Theater and Broadcasting, the permit office with me back then. And he he wasn't working there at the time. He He worked on that movie, The Last Days of Disco. And he tells me, he's like, you were at that party? I was like, yeah, yeah, I was at that party. And he starts talking about it. And he's like, oh, do you remember when, Donald Trump and David Lee Roth walked into that party? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I would give up my one-night stand to have remembered that. And to, like, he... So apparently this bar called Spy... The thing that confuses me, though, is that Donald Trump doesn't drink. And as far as I know, he's never really drank. Hmm. So what the fuck were Donald Trump and... And fucking David Lee Roth doing hanging out together. Actually, I don't think that David Lee Roth necessarily drinks a lot either.
1: And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out.
0: Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes
1: when we touch. <laughs>